Hello, listeners. Ready or not, here we come with another episode of Still Not Ready, the podcast where we break down episodes of the show. You guessed it, ready or not. We're on to season two, episode four this week, Poor Little Rich Girl, and we are not alone. Hello, <laughs> guest host. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I was so excited to be here. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the voice of our very first Ready or Not diehard fan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Self-proclaimed. <laughs> Thanks for joining all three of us. I'm Amy. I'm Brett. This is Still Not Ready, the original podcast about our favorite Canadian teen drama from the 90s, the super cringy Ready or Not. Okay, guys, join us in welcoming host of the Don't Make Me Use My Mom Voice podcast, Sarah. Hi, Hi. Sarah. Hi. What's can, I plug my, can I plug my other podcast, too? Yeah, the other podcast. Hey, the you other one too. is It Happened to a Friend of a Friend. It Happened Ooh. to a Friend of a Friend. Oh, my gosh. Now I need to, like, binge listen to all those episodes. <laughs> that one is every other week, so there's not as many episodes, but yeah. Okay. I assume it's all urban legends. It's like urban legends, creepy stuff, true crime, haunted Ooh. things. Um, how's your summer going? It's been a long time since we recorded an episode of your show with you guys. You guys were on on my podcast. Uh, Don't make me use my mom voice. You came on for our maternity leave episode, which was Mm -hmm. amazing. Mm -hmm. So far, the summer's going pretty okay. Homeschool is done. So yay. Yes, I don't have to assist my children in any kind of teaching anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I'm slowly going back to the office. So I'm like half at the office, half working from home. Yeah, that's about it. (laughs) That's about it. eh? Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say we don't have really any plans yet for the summer. We'll just sort of see how things play out and... That's a good way to go because you really don't want to plant something and then get no. disappointed like we've all been doing. I'm like the biggest planner ever. So it's hard not to yep. make plans. I hear I that. that. Yeah. And you're yeah. from uh, Niagara Falls, right? And I live in the falls. I'm originally from Oshawa. So. Okay. So in the yeah. in the falls, though, things are opening even a little bit slower than they are in the rest of Ontario, are they? No. No. We've been opening the you're same stages two. as everyone else. Yep, okay. Step two. Phase two, step two. Phase two. We're yeah. in the second Yellow. zone. Yellow. Who knows? <laughs> Yellow, orange, red, purple. We're in green. Zone two. <laughs> in step zone. two. Okay. There's so much we can do, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the province is as, new as, slogan. As the new kids on the block say. <laughs> oh, is that the slogan? I haven't even heard that. Well, that's just like a meme that's been shared around. Step two. There's so much we can do. And then it's like a picture of the new kids on the block. Oh, right. <laughs> But it's just like soaked in sarcasm, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Why don't you tell the Still Not Ready listeners a little bit about um, both of your podcasts? Well, we heard about the one. Uh, What about Don't Make Me Use My Mom Voice? So Don't Make Me Use My Mom Voice is basically what it sounds like. It's a parenting mom podcast. So my friend Aaron and I, we talk about parenting stuff we've done um i mean we did a maternity leave episode with you guys we've done episodes on like the mom types so the types of moms that you see in the playground 
yeah, just a whole bunch of mom stuff. We try to make it kind of fun and humorous. Like we try not to take ourselves too seriously because we're not professionals. We're just moms. Mm-hmm. So we try not to like mm-hmm. preach to people and be like, this is how you should do it. Which we, we try to like give a realistic spin on it. Like we love our kids, but kids are dicks. <laughs> so, <laughs> and we're aware of that. <laughs> well, Britt and I have said this before, but it's a very chill mom podcast. Yeah. And we try to, we try to come across like that. Like we, we like to talk and we try to have an organized way of doing things. I think I throw in a lot of pop culture references that Aaron just doesn't get. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you You guys are a good mix. It's a good mix. We did an episode on collections. And one of the things I mentioned was pogs. And we, I was just talking, like listing a whole bunch of stuff. And the last thing I said was pogs. And then I started going on to something else. And Aaron was just giving me this deadpan look. And she's like, what, what's a pog? And I'm like, all right, you're, you're serious. You're kidding, right? Yeah, but that's, that's not even like pop culture currently. No, but like, where were you in grade school that you don't know what pop are? And that's why I said to her, like, I understand maybe you you weren't into them or you didn't have them, but it's part of like grade school. Like you would have known what a pog was. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's funny because we were just talking about pogs too, Britt, in one of our episodes. (laughs) Pogs also span like a wide range. Like, you could be 10 years age gap with someone and we both still know pogs. Yeah. But yeah. And that's yeah, why I, think I was there. like, what? what? They were <laughs> what, what, what a crazy phenomenon when yeah. they happened. Yeah. But I do, like you said, I love that you guys don't claim to be experts of any kind. We're really not. <laughs> I, I almost prefer to listen to two moms like just chatting about mom things rather than someone who claims to be an expert on something. I always say that I'm a half-assed mom at best. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm nothing spectacular. We were. Um, I was just listening to the camping episode. Uh, yes. Like we mentioned before we started recording, Britt and I are camping again this weekend. Despite camping in the pouring rain a few weekends back (laughs) with all the kids and I'm an avid camper and you and your co-host both said you are not campers. (laughs) No, camping is my nightmare. Camping is I think I said in the episode it would be like in the movie uh, Troop Beverly Hills when they go out to the Hollywood sign and Phyllis Neffler's like in her fur and she has the fondue and then it starts to rain and they go to the Beverly Hills Hotel. That would be me. (laughs) One bathroom for nine girls. That would be camping. (laughs) (laughs) I don't camp. But you know what? I still had a great time listening to your episode and I learned a lot. (laughs) (laughs) When I had my dad on at the end and to give his professional tips because he worked for Ministry of Natural Resources. So he's he's an outdoors person. So I was able to get him on. I kind of caught him off guard. There was (laughs) one thing in your episode that I'm not sure I agree with, though. What's Uh that? Because you said there's either people that either love camping or hate it. There's no in-between. Are you an in-between? I think I'm an in-between. Are you? I think because you will go and do it. I think you like it. I, I like it for like two days. By the third morning, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> two nights is like, I can do it. I don't know. Two I nights is still it. too long for me. <laughs> you have to feel like you guys would be good glampers. 
No, you still out, you're still outside. I don't want to be outside. I want to be inside with indoor plumbing and a shower. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be outside in any aspect. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, my, my husband and my kids can go camping like for however long they want. I will stay at the nearest hotel and meet them in the morning for breakfast. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how I'll work camping. You'll show up with like a bunch of Starbucks coffees for everyone. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll show up with the McMuffins. <laughs> there's a lot of great episodes listeners get into it you know what you can binge listen to don't make me use my mom voice on your way to your campsite this summer with noise canceling headphones while your kids are screaming (laughs) in the back we have a whole episode about swearing so there's swearing in that we have a whole episode about sex which i oh the sex episode was good i don't like talking about it but Aaron loves it. <laughs> I just I just made awkward comments the whole time and read song lyrics. <laughs> so is there a topic then that you guys wouldn't do? Like, is there one thing that's off no. limits we're not talking about? It's a no. Oh, oh God. No, I'm sure. Well, I mean, the- if you had a sex episode, that's pretty much yeah. it. Yeah, that right? is true. Exactly. <laughs> just, I don't think we would do anything too political. Yeah. I mean... Uh, but I mean, if we had the right information and the right guests and stuff like that, then who knows? Like, I'm not really opposed to anything as long as it's done, I guess, tastefully. What about an anti-vax episode? <laughs> I How are you picking that to a mom podcast? I mean, I guess yeah, well, some moms don't vaccinate their kids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I'm not well. anti-vax. Like, Kevin and I, my husband, we're double vaxxed. Like, we are yeah. good to go to Target when that border opens. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I am ready to go. But I mean, I know some people are against the COVID vaccine just for whatever reason. Some people are against other vaccines, which, again, I don't want to get political on your podcast. So I'm just going to yeah. leave my opinions. <laughs> and you know yeah, what? That's a good topic. <laughs> you know what? If just you listen gonna... to our spinoff series, you might want to watch what you say because things can go down some very dark roads. <laughs> I'm just going to leave some opinions on the table for now. We can talk <laughs> off camera about that. <laughs> but you know what? Our podcasts are very different, but I think we hit the same demographic. Mm-hmm. Like, do you ever I think so? Do you ever check the stats on who listens to your show? It's mostly women. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's usually like 25 to like a 40-ish age range. Yeah. Ours are like 60% of our listeners are age 35 to 44. Mm-hmm. 80% identifying as female. But it is, it's interesting, yeah, to look at that kind of stuff. Because that's who watched Ready or Not. And you know what? Yeah, those are the exactly. people that have, those are the people that have kids right now. Yeah. At least kids in like the age range that Aaron and I's kids are in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Listeners, did you know that we knew so much about you? (laughs) It's all those stats. Let's not not get into that, Amy. We're not seeking that information out. It's just offered by our hosting site. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So in our previous episode, we continued the conversation about writing poems to each other in grade school or high school because there seems to be a lot of that on Ready or Not. Sarah, was there anyone writing poems to each other at your grade school? I don't know of anyone that wrote poems to each other. Like, I didn't think that that was a thing. When you asked me if I had anything, I'm like, I don't know anybody that got poems. But I found the whole cat box of notes, like 
my one my one <laughs> friend and I we would pass notes to each other all the time. Notes for sure. Yeah, yeah. Poems? No, I don't know anybody that wrote poetry. Yeah, but you know what? No. We did uh, when we pulled our listeners, and sixty-one percent of them said they had written poems for their crushes. Obviously, we asked them to send us the poems. <laughs> so we got. Did a you few, get a whole bunch of poems? Well, we got a few like roses are red, violets are blue type of poems. Oh, okay, but this is the best one, I think. Okay. You'll go away and I'll stay on, staying awake from dusk till dawn, words unspoken, fantasies untrue, and the realization it will never even occur to you. Oh, what? Gosh, that is deep. <laughs> How old was that person? Grade seven. Grade seven. Oh, okay. They stole think? that off the internet. I you can't think? write poetry like that now. <laughs> I don't know. I've lived life a little bit. Yeah. You know what? They said they wrote it about their crush that moved away in grade seven. So it's not like, you know, wow. they ended, they actually ended up giving it to them. Oh, or- okay. Oh, so this was someone that said they wrote it. Okay. I'll take back my comment that they found it. I thought someone gave that to them. <laughs> No, it was like in his shoebox somewhere for like 27 years. <laughs> Goodness, that's like some Amanda Zim, what's her name? Wendy Wu kind of. Yeah. I was like, and they had, a, they had a bit of a laugh there. Like it's deep, right? I was like, it's pretty good. <laughs> that is. That is. I definitely, it's, no, I definitely don't have anything deep like that. <laughs> okay. It sounded a little scary. It's a little eerie. It's dark, yeah, right? Yeah, that's yeah, dark. dark. That's what I was trying to go for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So when we had our last guest on a few episodes back, we played What Dad Said That, 90s <laughs> edition. Okay. And, and I think it's pretty fitting that tonight we play What Mom Said That, Ooh. also 90s edition. Yes. You're, you're going to put like my pop culture skills to the test here. <laughs> Well, you know, seeing as how your podcast is all about being a mom. That's true. Yes. All right. So are you game for this or what? Yeah, 100%. Let's go. Okay. I get to play too, right? Yeah, you get to play too. So simple multiple choice questions. I'll give you a quote and you need to guess which mom from the 90s said it. Britt, get your pencil out so you can keep track of how many of the three questions she gets right. I got it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Are you ready? Okay. Yes. Ready, ready or not. Okay. Quote number one. I hate work. That's why I got married. Is it A, Aunt Viv from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, B, Lucy Ramone from Ready or Not, or C, Peggy Bundy from Married with Children? I'm going to say C. Me too. Oh, C. you're both right. That, yes. That's the only one that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to go with your gut. You got to go with your yeah. gut. all right one and one okay quote number two you know what i'm tired could you just call yourself an idiot was it a carol foster lambert from step by step b becky kutsopolis from full house or c deborah barone from everybody loves raymond i'm gonna say c me too i've never watched the show but what I've you never didn't watched watch Everybody Loves Raymond? No. Oh, it's a good show. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And if you know that character, Deb Deborah Barone, she's like known to go off the deep end. <laughs> she's like, was the old was that Raymond's mom? No, Raymond's no, mom. No, the was wife. Marie. The wife. 
Oh, it's the wife. Okay. Yeah. So she, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Number three. Next time before you leave the house, two words ask somebody. Was it mm-hmm. A, Lisa Landry from Sister Sister, B, Roseanne from Roseanne, or C, Midge Pinciotti from that 70s show? Well, is she a 90s mom or a 70s mom? Okay. <laughs> that show came out late 90s, 1998. <laughs> okay, I'm going with B. I'm going to go with C. Oh, you're both wrong. It's Lisa Landry. Oh. Do you, do you remember her from Sister, Sister? No. I watched Sister, Sister. I barely remember the show. Oh, man. Yeah. She's a great character. She's played by Jackie Harry. I've actually found a BuzzFeed article all about her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went down a really dark rabbit hole of watching YouTube clips <laughs> of her on Sister Sister. Anyways, you both got two out of three. Congratulations. It's a tie. Yay. Yay. I'll send your prizes virtually somehow. <laughs> All right. Is it a virtual hug? Yeah. <laughs> or just like an emoji or something. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> ladies, is it time for the episode? Oh, yeah. Yes. Let's do it. Okay, Britt, why don't you start us off by throwing it back 27 years to the original year this episode air with the time warp? I was 12. Okay, I was going to ask you how old you were. Okay, 12 in 1994. Okay. Yes, I was 12. Yeah, not much happened. I think summers just generally are pretty dull for like big world events. Um, The movies, the number one movie is still Forrest Gump. Ah, yes. Surprise, surprise. Um, you want a chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> Movie number two at the box office is True Lies, which, I mean, that's a pretty classic one. Okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger. And Jamie Lee Curtis, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. It's a pretty good, like, action. Okay. Yeah. But, but that's it. The song is still I Swear, All for One. And I swear, oh, yeah. such a good <laughs> middle school dance song. Yeah, big time. Slow dance, like two feet apart from everybody, with your hands yeah. on their shoulders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So awkward. Okay, what about the synopsis of the episode? All right. So, in order to buy some new clothes, Amanda gets a job as a waitress and then tries to win a dance-a-thon. Whoa, so much <laughs> happens in this episode. Oh, yeah. So much I, happens. In it's 24 be- minutes, it's like this marathon of events. <laughs> it's the beginning of the end for the Zims. Yes. yes. It's definitely leading us down a certain path with the yeah. Zim family. All right, here we go. Ready or not. Can't wait another day. <laughs> a little in shock. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Sarah said she wasn't going to sing I'm before we even started recording. <laughs> even I, know, though, I know the song. I was going to say, even though you would have been the first guest we ever had that actually knew the lyrics. Really? To and the probably theme song. watched it like when it was on the original air date. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I watched it in real time on real TV, not just on a YouTube yeah. channel. <laughs> and you also said that you've already been rewatching it as an adult, even before oh, yeah. we asked you to come on. Right. Yeah. I've rewatched it a few times. Okay. In our opening scene, Amanda's checking herself out in the girls' bathroom at school. She's wearing a lovely little mint polka dot ensemble. Looks like pajamas. I I like the whole beige pajamas look. Was it? It was mint green. Was it? It was not mint. 
It looked beige. <laughs> little mint chip. When I was looking at it. <laughs> mint with white polka dots. Yeah. Um, but you know what? When we spoke with Laura Bertram, who plays Amanda, about some of the wardrobe on the show, she specifically mentioned this outfit. And she said she was embarrassed to wear it. I would be. Just to walk on set was- with it. But she knew it was pajamas. She knew it was pajamas and she didn't want to like, you know, walk out in front of everyone wearing it. I mean, it does look comfy, but at the same time, <laughs> yeah. like when I originally watched it as a 12 year old with no fashion sense, I knew that that was a horrible outfit. So Okay, you did. Okay. <laughs> and you know what? She also mentioned it, mentions it in one of those Encore Plus interviews on YouTube. So it really must be eating her up inside. That <laughs> I mean, I, really would, I wouldn't want to be seen in that episode ever again either. So <laughs> I understand. That uh, that YouTube interview is the Lonnie and Laura revisit their most embarrassing moments. In the interview, she said, it's pajamas that mortified me not saying the word boner. Or maybe it did. I don't remember. <laughs> I just like that the show went to such great lengths to make her look lame (laughs) in this episode like there's such the extremes of her clothing in this episode yeah but you know what i know that we're going down a specific road with amanda in this episode oh 100 yeah but i feel like this mint green outfit is way worse than what she normally wears on the show oh that's what i'm saying like they started her out in this horrible lame outfit like to be super exaggerated that amanda that az dresses like a reject (laughs) yeah yeah so so the outfit is bad we're all in we're all agreeing that the outfit is bad but amanda seems pleased with it uh, she also has like matching hair elastics to the outfit. Oh, everything is matching. <laughs> she seems very excited about her outfit as she's checking herself out in the mirror until she walks into one of the stalls and someone has written AZ dresses like a reject. Yep. <laughs> she is mortified and assuming that AZ is her, of course. <laughs> well, there I must mean, only be one. Like, I mean, if her last name didn't start with a Z, then yeah. it could be anybody, but it's that Zed that kind of gives <laughs> <Yeah>. it away. <laughs> and the fact that she's literally wearing pajamas in the current moment. <laughs> but you know what? At least somebody is thinking of her. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I don't They've think they noticed her. Yeah, nobody exactly. wrote anything about me in a bathroom. No, that I know of. Good or bad, nobody wrote anything about me. So, I mean, at least somebody thought about her enough to actually put it in the bathroom stuff. Oh, a Brit made a bit of a face there. Brit, do you have something to tell us about something that was written about you in a bathroom stall? No, I was just questioning that fact that no one writ- wrote anything about you in a bathroom stall. <laughs> well, I said that I know of. That I know of. I didn't go in the guys' bathroom stalls. <laughs> Who knows what was in there? <laughs> Who knows? You would have found out. I think anyone That's who had true. anything written about them, you'd find out. Someone would spill the beans. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Now they probably like go in and just take a photo of whatever is written in the bathroom stalls and then just like yeah. text it around to everyone. And that's how yeah. people find yeah. out. Right. Because really, if someone tells you in the 90s that something was written about you, you just have to take their word for it. Yep. Yeah. Go and look. <laughs> or go run in and look. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so later she's walking home with Busy. 
She now has a mint green coat on to match her outfit. There must have been something with the coloring on my screen because I swear all of her stuff was beige. I think the coat the coat was a bit more beige. Okay. Okay. There must have been something with the with the resolution on my phone. (laughs) Well, it looked beige. Oh, you were watching it on your phone. (laughs) Oh, I was watching it when I was doing a run the other night. I watched it three times. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's true. I usually watch it twice. I usually watch it twice. Yeah, me too. So Amanda says, I don't get it. Everything I'm wearing matches. And Busy's like, maybe that's the point. Matching is kind of boring. But I like how Busy is telling her how it is. Like, that's a great friend, right? I think I I would want that. I think, like, you have to match to some degree. But there's, like, a real art to, like not matching but it matches so it it doesn't have to match but it has to go yeah it has to go together it doesn't necessarily have to match i remember uh more in high school when like those seat belt belts were a thing for a bit yeah my mom used to get mad at me because she used to tell me your belt is supposed to match your pants not your shirt because i'd wear like a Mm -hmm. red shirt and then like a red belt and she was, she like hated that look. She didn't like that? No. I guess I'm more of a classic. If I'm going to wear a belt, it's just like more of a, like a leather look. So then it would just really go with anything. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Currently. But you weren't into that like whole bright belt Mm-mm. phase? Oh. No. I think I was no. past that. Again, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm older than you guys. <laughs> you didn't have a seatbelt belt? I didn't have a seatbelt belt, no. <laughs> Oh, Don't God. worry, neither did I. <laughs> oh yeah, me neither. Me neither. <laughs> I think the closest I had, I had a pair of mod robes, and it had like the oh clip yeah. Belt. So did I. Didn't we? Mod all? robes were cool. They were but invented at basically- Brock, and I went there. Wait, they were invented <laughs> there? Yeah. yeah, one of the students. It was for like one of the business classes. He invented. Mo- he went to Brock. I don't know if he was from Niagara, Get but he went to Brock. Out of yeah. town. Really? Yeah. But like, let's be real. Now looking back, mod robes were just a pair of scrub pants. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, they were just scrubs. <laughs> they were a hot I- ticket item. <laughs> mod robes. Yeah. Okay. So they walk past a place where Amanda says Chrissy shops. And Busy's like, try shop lifts. True. Okay, so Amanda's going crazy for the stuff in the store. It's like a very 90s vintage store. It still exists, by the way. Yeah. It's called Peach Berserk. It used to be on Queen Street. It's not on Queen Street anymore. But I ordered fabric from there a few months ago. And it's like unique, like one of a kind fabric because they do like all the silk screen printing on it. Yeah, I ordered from there, but when I went to check out online, it wasn't telling me which pattern I ordered. So I called the store and the owner answered and she is a delight. I think her name is Kinji. It's like K-I-N-G-I. We even started talking about this episode. (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, oh, yeah, that was so much fun. She was afraid that the girl playing the sales associate was too mean so mm-hmm. she was worried that that was going to make her store look bad. And she said the jacket that the girl was wearing was her like owner's actual jacket. Oh, oh cool. like something she had in the store or like her own like jacket. Like her own jacket. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, it does. It still exists. They've switched locations a bunch of times, but I think they're back on Queen Street West. But it's more of like like an art gallery 
silk screening yeah, studio like they, type of they, thing now as opposed to a store. Yeah, they print their own fabrics. I think they do have clothing that you can it's on it's all they have mm. a website so you can see it all online. It's all really fun funky stuff like like I said it's all their own silk screen stuff. I made a skirt with the fabric that I bought. Oh. It's yeah, like, further down like past Spadina, right? It right now it's where. like it's a uh, close to Burrito Boys on Queen Street. And uh, their old location, it's funny because when Busy and Amanda are like approaching the store, you can tell they're walking down Queen Street West. Good old Queen Street, right? Yeah. Love it. Yeah. And as they're walking in, that you can see the sign that says Peach Berserk. Yeah. And okay, I'm established 1987, I think. Yeah. Okay. I missed it. Maybe I just wasn't looking close enough because I was trying to think, like, oh, what store is that? Yeah. But. I was just going to call style watch for one of the items in the store. Okay. I feel like this whole episode is a style watch. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Amanda, Amanda's loving all the stuff in the store and you spotted something you liked, Brett. Yeah. My style watch is that leather jacket that they were eyeing. They kind of touch the leather jacket just before they start talking oh, to the sales yeah, yeah. girl. It's like embroidered. Oh, they get to mm. touch clothes. Remember that? <laughs> good point i actually like the dress that was on the mannequin that they showed i liked that no there is a lot of cool stuff and they still yeah. sell a lot of like similar yeah. looking stuff if you check out mm. they're on instagram peach berserk check yep. them out yeah yep yeah so amanda is admiring what the girl working in the store is wearing who as you mentioned, had some of the worst customer service skills I've (laughs) ever witnessed. You know what? I think she just has downtown Toronto customer service skills. Yeah, Yeah, good point. I don't think she's a Torontonian. Yeah, I think it's just like a Queen Street. Because like I've had worse customer service skills when I worked in retail. So worse, worse than that. <laughs> I okay. would be very unimpressed with people. Like I worked in a shoe department. If people asked me for a size, I would just go into the back and eat the snacks and then come back out and be like, I don't have it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. What shoe store did you work at? I always wondered where those shoe store people appeared <laughs> we'll to. I worked at a Canadian department store, shoe store. Okay. I worked Not at the, the boot shop. No, I, no, not the, boot the shop. bay. That's the bay. Oh, yeah. Bay. No, the bay people are sometimes bad. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on what bay. It's like, oh, okay. If anyone at the bay tells you they don't have it in the back, they probably do. They just went and had snacks. No. <laughs> I'm going to ask them next time. Well, now it's COVID. They're not allowed snacks. No, that that's true. Yeah. So oh, they're God. probably just going back there and checking like the schedule and all the communication that's on the bulletin board. Because I also used to do that. Checking their Instagram. Checking their phones. They're back there checking. The only thing they're not doing is checking for the size (laughs) eight shoes that you went to look for. That's what they're not doing. That's ridiculous. (laughs) That's funny. So back to this sales girl. Amanda asks her how much her whole outfit costs. She's like, oh, a few hundred, give or take, maybe more. And then Amanda asks her about her shoes, and the girl says, I really don't think you can afford them. They're basically priceless. They aren't that nice. <laughs> but I agree. Like, looking at Amanda and Busy, I don't think they can afford them. <laughs> Did we not learn anything from Pretty Woman? Who knows whose credit card they have in their wallet? Yeah. No, so I'm sure she probably saw them, and she's like, these kids aren't buying anything. I want them out of well, the yeah. store. <laughs> they definitely weren't going to. <laughs> 
Busy's like, let's get out of here. So Busy and Amanda continue trudging through the snow, walking home. Busy tells Amanda to stop obsessing about the clothes thing. But Amanda's dad gets home from work and Amanda's like drawing on her jeans and cutting with, them up. Washable Crayola markers. Oh, is that right? She was drawing on them with washable. I understand her getting in trouble for cutting them. Mm-hmm. But the washable Crayola markers. Well, you <laughs> know, you- that's a good idea because then you just wash it out and you can do it again. Exactly. Like, you come on, Leonard. It's washable. <laughs> yeah, Relax. her dad Leonard is pissed. I, un- I understand that you're a little high strung right now, but <laughs> well, yeah, because it's not evident to Amanda yet. But he came home from work early, he carrying a box of stuff. Oh. Yep. He's been fired. He's uh, been downsized. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Did you guys ever do that in the '90s? Like cut jeans up and draw on them and whatnot? Uh, yes. I did it like when I was in university. I took sandpaper to your jeans. That's how you're supposed to make like the to like get yeah. a hole, whatever. Yeah. But it definitely doesn't work like the distressed jeans they sell to you in the store. It's very different. Uh, no, I, I definitely cut holes in the knees of my jeans. And then sometimes I would sew fabric in it. So it would be like a patch. Yeah, oh, that's see? a cool look. I like that. Yeah. That's a cool look. Yeah. More in the like early 90s. Remember when that whole like fringe at the bottom of the jeans was a thing? That's bad. You would just cut the bottom of your pants off and not hem them. And then they'd have like the fringe all the way around. It's still on the jeans today. You could buy jeans like that now. See, that just always used to happen when I wore, like, flared pants because you would always walk on the bottom of them because they were so long. They would drag, yeah. Yeah, they would just start to fray anyway. Yeah, that was a gross look for a while, though, eh? Well, flared pants are coming back thanks to Gen Z, so. Uh, Okay, so Amanda overhears her parents talking about how her dad got fired, and they seem pretty upset about it. Later at dinner, Leonard, Amanda's dad, says, this just might be the best thing that ever happened to me. So he's being optimistic. It might be. He can give him a fresh start. He can find something he wants to do instead. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah. So the next day at school, Amanda's rocking a bit of a new look after everything that transpired yesterday. Uh, she's got like two different plaids on, and she like, is wearing all the things. Uh, yeah, pattern all, vest, all the patterns. <laughs> yeah. See, and she's, this is what I'm saying with the episode. They've just gone to the full extremes with her, with her outfits. Yeah. She's either yeah. super boring and lame, or she's just has on all the things. Well, she she's following Busy's advice on the trying not to match. So yeah, yeah. So okay, Leonard arrives home. He's apparently been canvassing the town with resumes. Sounds like it didn't go well. Um, so Amanda decides she's going to go through her room and try to find things she can sell. She has a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, like, she gets her rollerblades out. There's like a dollhouse that she's way too old for anyway. Well, she's got her boombox. Like, yeah, the ghetto blaster. I think I, 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 think I, I think I had that, that boombox that she has. <laughs> I think same I had the one? same one. Yeah. But what was she going to do? List it in the classifieds? In the uh, paper? Maybe, maybe she's she gonna was going to have a garage sale. A garage sale would have been well, my maybe. go-to. <laughs> a little table at the end of the driveway yep. on a Saturday morning. She's talking about maybe selling her Sega game gear. Was but it I, Sega? I think it was just generic handheld game. 
Was it? I, I did. Well, it looked like the shape of a Sega Game Gear, which I did get for our birthday one time, and I was very excited about it because it was such a step up from Game Boy. I just had Game Boy. Oh, I played a lot of Game Boy in the mm. car on the way to Florida on March break. <laughs> a lot oh, of fancy, games. Amy. Is that fancy Game Boy? I God forbid you try to play it in the dark because the screen never lit up. The screen never lit up, but you know what? Oh. I had an attachment that came with a light. Yes, you could get the, the light oh attachment. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> it was battery powered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the things. So Amanda explains to Busy that she needs to start taking care of herself. And looks like part of Amanda's new signature look is oversized vests. Yes, I noticed that. We have another one in this scene, yeah. So 90. He's got all the vests. Purple, of course. Yeah. And Amanda's color. Okay, so cue montage of Amanda trying to get a job. So she seems to be eyeing up this one diner um, that the servers wear these like peach colored, very 50s inspired dresses. Well, I think it's the only place she went to that actually had a help wanted sign in it. I think all the other places she went to, she was just going up and being like, can I work for you? I'm 12. Yeah. They were all like, no, you're 12. She like didn't have a resume (laughs) or anything with her. Yeah. It looks like she's just kind of wandering around asking if anyone can give her a job. She's at like a portrait studio, like a nail salon. salon. Yeah, like a weird knickknack shop. So we're getting like a bunch of people shaking their heads at Amanda set to music. Because you're 12. She she looks even younger than 12, yeah. So she ends up back at the diner. This place is like a diner or like a pizza place. I think it's, it's more p- diner. Pizza diner, I'd mm, say. Yeah, so they give her a job because she lies and says she's 15. Did you guys work right when you were 15? No. Oh, no. Uh, I worked before. Yeah, me too. What did you do before you were 15? I worked at a racetrack. Was it the Just, Merrittville Speedway? It was. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't have my first job until I was like 17. So. Oh, 17. Jeez. Mostly because I was I, lazy and I didn't want to work. <laughs> And then one summer, my dad was like, you have to work. So I lived with him up north for two summers, and I worked at a marina up north in Tamagami. Oh, that's a cool job, though. That's cool. Pretty okay. I washed boats and pumped gas. Oh, that Mm. sounds like such a cool job right now, though, right? Better than working at a card store. Yeah, did you work at – you worked at a card store, right, Britt? For, like, four years. (laughs) That is the most boring job. Like, why did you ever, like – why did you ever well, work I was yourself that? I, well, I wanted a job so bad. Like the summer I turned 16, like I went every place at the Penn Center, like gave my resume, called them back, everything. And that was like the only place I could get a job. I would have rather that than like work fast food, to be honest. So, okay. Fine well, my, by me. My parents actually made me pick fruit at a fruit farm when I was like 12. I got paid by pound of blueberry that I picked. That so, sounds like the worst thing in the world. <laughs> so I like worked all day and got like $4 and 50 cents at the end of the day. 
And it was probably super hot the whole time. And- <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I loved it. I like rode my bike to and from the farm. I like listened to my Walkman the whole time with my like cassette tape that I had recorded from Kiss 98.5's Top 10 at 10 the night before. Like Casey and JoJo, 98 Degrees, Invisible Man. <laughs> like I had a great time. It was great. And then the tape would end and you flip it over and you listen to the same 10 songs all day long picking blueberries. <laughs> <laughs> my mom tried to convince me to do something similar when I was about that age, but it was picking strawberries and I didn't want to do it. I'm not really naturey. Okay. okay. I'm an indoor girl. Well, the blueberry picking was fine, but if you ever had to pick raspberries, it was worse because they were prickly bushes. Yes. You got paid more for that. Because <laughs> it was prickly? Well, it was prickly. like danger pay, hazard pay? Yeah. <laughs> But I just, I want to know how Amanda didn't think that Mr. What's his last name? Monsopolis, George Monsopolis. Yeah. How did she not think that he was going to find out that she wasn't 15? Like she has to give a SIN card at some point. Like, was she just hoping that it would just get missed? Well, yeah, some cash under the table type. Maybe. Well, that's maybe what it actually was. But then he wouldn't care how old she was if he's not paying it. Well, then who's doing it all under the table? (laughs) Well, maybe people are asking because she looks so young too, right? Because you look 12. Anyways, she gets the job. It's going pretty okay until Chrissy, Justin, and their buds stroll in. Amanda tries to hide, but her boss is like, go take care of those kids. So... She brings them water, and Chrissy's friend Melissa is like, uh, I hate ice, and like intentionally spills it on the floor. Those are big-ass Every- glasses of water, too. Yeah, and she's carrying it on a tray at 12. She, she was doing really well carrying yeah. it. Yeah, she's <laughs> but- good at it. She's good at waitressing. <laughs> yeah, she is. Well, yeah, so Chrissy gives... Like Amanda, the classic like up and down eyes and says like, aren't you a little underage for this job? Amanda asks to take their order. They throw her like this ridiculous pizza order, like half this, half this on the side, extra cheese, medium, no large. But Amanda <laughs> reads it back at the end and like nails the order. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah, but she is. She's a good server. Uh, Chrissy's wearing a vest in this scene, too. Maybe vests were on sale or something. The wardrobe. Oh, they were just hot. They were just hot at the time. I did have some vests. I, my like parents saved some of my clothes from the nineties, and I recently just found them. And in the pile of things, two vests. (gasps) Oh my god! Did you find anything that you could rewear? Well, no, because it's all like way too small. (laughs) Well, that's yeah. Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But I'm keeping those vests just in case. Just in case they come around again. What kind of vests are they? Denim? No, one's like just black cotton with all these like flowers. And then the middle of the flower is a pearl. Oh my god. <laughs> that's how the flowers <laughs> And one's like a red with like some velvet on it. Oh, that's like a Christmas outfit. Yeah. Like uh It's from the gap. Ugly Ooh, Christmas fantastic. Christmas sweater party thing. Yeah. If I could fit, I could fit one arm in and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> it was like 10 when I had it. Anyway. Well, okay. <laughs> so Amanda tells them it'll be $16.95 for the pizza. And they're all like, uh, $16.95, forget it. And they take off, leaving Amanda to clean up the icy mess on the floor. 
So Amanda gets home and her parents are discussing their financial situation. So Amanda's parents don't know she has the job. No. She, I guess, told them she went to the library. I want to know yeah. how long this shift was after school. <laughs> like she, So she would have had to go right from school to the diner. So like at 3.30, 4 o'clock, like where, like her parents thought that she was at the library for this long. She And she's going to tell them that every time she works that she's I at know. the library. <laughs> well, she is very studious. She is it's very believable. Well, and maybe she'll come up with some different excuses every time. But mm-hmm. you know what? She doesn't have to because the next day at work, Amanda's boss reveals. Wait, I just, I just wanted to say one thing about the conversation that the parents were having. Okay. What did I miss? Okay. First of all, he got downsized. He probably got some kind of severance, right? EI is a thing, people. <laughs> it's not going to be your whole paycheck. I'm sure you're going to get something. Calm down. Phyllis and yeah, <laughs> I thought it was a pretty aggressive response to him getting this, let go as well. This is also where I got a little bit judgy because Mrs. Zim says, I've got a good job. Yeah. Mr. Zim seemed to have a good job. So you guys have pretty good jobs, yet you don't know where your next week's insurance payment is coming from. Well, like, get it together. It. And it'll come up later how long her parents, her dad has been off work for, which is not long. Like, you think that they would have something saved? You think that he would be getting and some kind of severance? I'm sure he has a next paycheck coming. <laughs> We're like into him being this, unemployed at this point. Yeah. And they're really panicking. Her they're, uh, they've they're, already lost the house. <laughs> they're not minimum wage earners where like you would no. literally be living paycheck to paycheck. They're living in this huge suburban home, but they can't pay their insurance next week. Come on. Maybe right. they should I just think- start downsizing. <laughs> Sell your house. Yeah. Maybe downsize your cars. Or maybe just like get a trailer at this point. Don't buy Amanda like- so much shit. <laughs> yes. And uh, maybe that's the point of the title of the episode. Poor little rich girl. Right. They're poking fun of that a little bit. Yeah. Because at the time when I was watching, when I watched this episode on its original run and I was 12, I was probably like, oh, my gosh, what her parents are going to lose their house. And I felt so horrible for Amanda. And in adult eyes, I'm like, get your shit together, people. It's been a day. (laughs) (laughs) He's been unemployed for two days. And on the the next day after he got fired, he didn't even take like a breather day. He like went out canvassing for a job. So it's like, okay, like just take a chill pill on this, guys. (laughs) <laughs> I, I would have taken a week off just to do nothing uh yeah just like yeah. you know a little bit of a stress break because you just got fired yeah. a little vacay calm down, calm down. <laughs> no i agree i agree okay so the next day at work amanda's boss reveals he knows she's not old enough to work there so he cans her and gives her a bit of a hard time about lying to him but he pays her for the time she's put in like how much there forty dollars yeah. Like she's worked what, two shifts? Yeah. Yeah. But that's nice, right? right? Like, I'm, oh, I'm not remember- saying it's not nice. It's just <laughs> when she takes it, she's just kind of like, thank you. Like, this is going to save her family. <laughs> this $40 yeah, is going to pay for maybe a tank of gas for her parents. Remember when Mr. Ramon can Troy and he wasn't going to pay him? That's and, Tro- well, and Troy even asked him for the money. And he was like, well, Mr. Ramon is a racist. So <laughs> I think <laughs> that situation was different. Mr. Ramon's got a lot of problems. 
I think that was a bit of a different situation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But he asked for the, the uniform back. Yeah. The peach dress. <laughs> because Amanda wants to keep it for sure. So Amanda's telling Busy she got canned. And Amanda says, 12 is such a useless age. But it's like, just be a kid, Amanda. Can like I just can I just talk about all the layers that Amanda is wearing in this outfit? She what has she like got a t-shirt on? on and then a sweater and like her dad's button up shirt. And they're all different patterns. She's really going, she's really going with the mid yeah. patterns now. Eh? She's really no layered matching. up everything. She's just she's, throwing everything together. She's aggressively not matching is what's happening yes, now. Aggressively is a good way to say it. <laughs> Very purposeful. But yeah, there you go. <laughs> Okay. I'm sure there was a vest under there somewhere. <laughs> she probably had a vest on under the sweater. Yeah. <laughs> Busy was wearing a vest. So Busy was in Amanda's closet borrowing a vest. <laughs> well, Busy does wear a lot of vests. We've seen her in yeah, vests she does. before. Yeah. She had like a really cool Southwestern vest on a few episodes back. <laughs> <laughs> this episode should be called See My Vest. See, See My Vest. My <laughs> Make vest. some real See gorilla vest. <laughs> <laughs> oh no simpsons reference brit did you catch it nope Whoosh, no. that's going over my <laughs> right head. over your head well i could hear it i could hear it fly right over <laughs> okay so monkey ears says he's been filming weddings and bat mitzvahs as a job and this weekend he's filming a dance marathon and the prize is one thousand dollars but remember when $1,000 was like a lot of money? I mean, I'd still take it. <laughs> yeah, but if someone gave me $1,000 now, I'd I just looked like it up. throw it, it in the hole. $1,200 in today's money. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. That, but that's still like if someone gave me that, I'd just throw it in the hole of debt. See you later. <laughs> I mean, $1,000 for Amanda's parents. I mean, that could be the insurance payment that they didn't plan for that's due next week. That could be a phone payment. Mortgage. It could be the mortgage payment. It could be a car payment. So a thousand could help her family. Okay. In this like four days that her <laughs> father's been out of work. But you know, yeah, you know what? As a kid though, like in grade seven, a thousand dollars, like that's a lot of money. Oh yeah. That'd be a ton. <laughs> yeah. So it looks like Amanda has convinced Busy to enter the dance marathon. They're practicing like the tango, I think. Foxtrot? I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. One, two, cha-cha-cha. I think it's just a yeah, generic yeah. box step kind of. They're getting ready for the marathon. Uh, so they come up with this plan that they're going to tell each of their parents that they're staying at each other's places so they can go to this dance marathon, um, which looks like a real party, by the way. It's like a bunch of seniors. <laughs> yeah. I do like Amanda's outfit at the dance. Like the dress over the tights and the choker. I do like that outfit. I, I wore that outfit when it was originally cool like Amanda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But oh my gosh, Amanda's ex-boss is at the dance marathon. Ooh. Because of course he is. So they try to avoid him. And there's like a 15-minute break in the dancing. And Bissy's like rubbing her feet and saying her feet hurt. I don't know why. She's like 12 and she's wearing sneakers. And she plays sports like yeah. WTF busy. I think you're faking. I'm sure you have endurance. You play basketball. Yeah, she's sporty. <laughs> and it's like she's literally rocking Converse shoes. 
and like your feet hurt yeah right busy okay i call bullshit on that busy yeah (laughs) so busy finally quits and amanda's boss says his partner has quit too so he'll be her new partner so amanda amanda's a pretty good sport about dancing with her boss but i think she's also has her eyes on that cashola that's the real deal (laughs) and as we're nearing the end of this dance marathon monkey ears is drawing a mustache on busy's face while she's sleeping and panda's complimenting her boss's tuxedo she says she likes that it all matches and i don't know how long this dance marathon has been going on for but it's really dragging out at this point yeah okay two couples left amanda and her boss are still in it And her boss is like falling asleep on top of her. And she insists that they quit. Uh, They announce the winner. And like, okay, wait, why is Amanda assuming that she's going to get to keep this thousand? He was in it to win the money, too. How does she know they're not splitting? That's true. There wasn't a discussion about who's going to get the cash prize. So maybe he wants to keep going because he wants this to be his year. This is his last dance marathon before he goes to the old folks' home. It could be. Then, <laughs> could be. I felt like a whole backstory for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? They did not discuss who was going to get that prize money. Exactly. But you know what? It doesn't matter because Amanda insists they quit. The announcer announces the winners and like three people are there clapping. <laughs> because <laughs> everyone else is like fast somewhere all left yeah okay so busy now says i'll call your folks to come get us now but these two don't know how to lie to their parents well and if it's 1 a.m it's yeah. 1 a.m and they're supposed to be sleeping at each other's houses i don't know how they're gonna explain this to Leonard Zim. It's a continuity error. Someone wasn't paying attention on production that day. Well, I think maybe they addressed it a little bit the next day at school because we're we're now like back at school and they have a bit of a conversation about like, were your parents mad? And Amanda's back in her pajamas with a bandana. Yeah, Amanda's (laughs) back in the mint green polka dot pajamas. Now she's rocking her boss's handkerchief around her neck that he gave her as a consolation prize. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, but she really knows how to reel in the handkerchiefs from dudes, eh? I know. Remember remember when Justin's got a whole collection? Justin gave her the handkerchief too, and she was like rubbing it on her face. He's Hickey Hider. Yeah, it's Hickey Hider. (laughs) So, yeah, Amanda's rocking the mint pajamas. Chrissy walks by and says, is that a loser outfit or what? Amanda turns around, storms after Chrissy and says, you know what? I like it. Lame. Wait, it was such a lead up to like some real big zinger. And that was what she comes up with. Yeah, she really stuck it to her. Even at 12 years old, I remember watching it and being like, that's it? That's what you're saying? Like, that's dumb. Just, yeah. Yeah. I thought she was going to shove her or something. Or say something good. Like, you know what, Chrissy? You're a slut. (laughs) Yeah. Really get her where it hurts, man. (laughs) Exactly. But Amanda's not mean, you know? She's not. No, that's not Amanda. It is sort of an Amanda thing to say. I like it. And Fizzy and her turn around and walk away like, 
boy, really got her there, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Chrissy just kind of rolled her eyes and kept going. Like, she went and shoplift at Peach Berserk. The end. Yeah. But this is a Yay. great episode. That was a pretty good episode. It is. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Sarah, what do you think? You remember watching this episode as a kid, right? Oh, 100%. I remember watching all these episodes as a kid. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I remember some of them. But like, as we're rewatching it, sometimes we hit episodes and I'm like, I must have missed this one. Yeah, same. No, I know all of them. (laughs) But what do you think of Amanda's parents keeping the details about her dad getting let go from Amanda, who's supposed to be 12 in this episode? This is a good sort of mom question. How in the loop should kids be about things going on in parents' lives, do you think? I think... Knowing Amanda's personality type, especially, she's very anxious type A personality. I think it's very fair of them to not bring her into it too much. Like when they say they just have to watch what they're spending and stuff like that, trying to downplay it. I think that's a good response. I mean, I think you just have to sort of know your kid and have conversations with them based on how old they are. Like, obviously, if your kid is six, you're not going to be like, your dad got fired and we have no money. Yeah, that's a good point. But maybe if your kid is 16, you can be like, okay, this is what's happening. This is how we're going to problem solve it. I think it's just an age thing. You have to sort of figure it out by age. Amanda's at an age where she would start to realize, like, if her family is rich and then her dad losing his job, the impact that that could have. Like, I think she understands that. Yeah, what that means. I think at one point she says, what if we become a poor family or something like that? Well, and I can identify with Amanda. Like Amanda's a very like anxious perfectionist kind of person. She it, She's the kind of person she needs to know what's going on. She's very organized. That is me. So if I had overheard my parents have those same conversations, I probably wouldn't have gone out to find a job at 12 years old, but I probably would be panicking internally and being like, oh my gosh, we're, we're poor. We have no money. We have no more house. Like I would have had the same reaction as Amanda if I had overheard those conversations. So I, I think we know the answer to this. I guess we don't have to ask, are you a busy or an Amanda? 100% Amanda. Yeah. (laughs) Even still, eh? Even still, I am boy crazy. I am a perfectionist. Yeah, I am. I am not sporty, like busy. (laughs) I am 100% Amanda. All right, ladies. Sarah, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome back anytime. Can can I come back for the Ryan Gosling episode? You can be like our (laughs) resident ready or not super fan. Super fan, yeah. (laughs) And can you tell anyone listening where they can find you or your two podcasts? You can find us. uh, Both of them are on Instagram at don't make me use my mom voice and at it happened to a friend of a friend. Um, And you can find the Don't Make Me Use My Mom Voice one on Facebook as well. There's a Facebook group. And you can just search for either one of those wherever you happen to be listening now, right? Yes, we're on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you get podcasts. It's been a pleasure, Sarah. Thank you. And please don't forget to find us on Instagram at StillNotReadyPod and let us know. Did you ever wear PJs to school? Did you have a job before you were 15? Do you know anyone who was downsized? 
Can't wait to hear from you. Thanks for listening. I'm Amy. And I'm Britt. And you've just found out we're still not ready.